podcast is a proud member of the CypherCast Network. Discover more at CypherCast.net. And follow us on Twitter at CypherCast.net. Welcome to Incantations, an Invisible Sun podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. And we'll be your guides along the path of suns. Today we sing one spell. With All You Are is Mine to Use, we'll discuss locations from the red sun. Join us on the path of suns and we may un- uncover a secret or two. When we cast All You Are is Mine to Use, we discuss the books and other releases for our Invisible Sun games. This time, we will discuss the locations one might find under the Red Sun. As is traditional with this discussion, we want to start with some of the themes of the Red Sun. The Red Sun is associated almost exclusively with destruction. But that destruction is nuanced in ways that uh, might not be obvious to everyone at first reading. Uh, This is a a sun that is also populated by demons. Demons are entities that are spiritless, but not mindless. So they uh, they can be reasoned with, sort of. (laughs) They can be negotiated with. They communicate with each other. Uh, They can communicate with with parties, especially your goetic. Uh, And uh, they are a sentient entity, but they don't have qualia and or spirit as we might think of and that might shape a bit of how they uh how they act i think we've had a previous discussion of demons early on from uh, playtest documents a long time ago long time ago and i'm not even look up how long ago but it might have even been like double digits they the demons help this association of the red with destruction demons are motivated primarily for dis- destruction, but the uh, the discussion of uh, the red sun, in, in, especially in teratology, emphasizes that destruction should not be equated here with evil. There is no no in- individual sun is the place where the evil uh, creatures are. Um, evil is not a geographic location. It is not a uniform characteristic of all who live at a given location. Uh, they, uh, and neither is it associated with the night side. Um, it is, uh, you know, in, instead the red sun is destruction in its both evil and good and useful and pragmatic and, uh, you know, uh, aesthetic uh, properties. So it's all forms of active destruction. It's worth distinguishing this from the pale, which we discussed in our previous series of segments from this, uh, this particular uh, song. But, uh, in the pale, destruction is still is a theme, but it's really a passive destruction based on decay and erosion. Whereas destruction in the red sun is active; it's about seeking to destroy things um, or people, for that matter, uh, rather than allowing them to simply fade away, which was the emphasis of the pale. So, with red, we're talking about violent, uh, fast active destruction um, in, in a way that's very different than the processes we might see under the pale sun. So more of a forest fire than a decomposing bed of fungus. Yes. And more like a deliberately set forest fire mm-hmm. um, or even more like timber clearing than uh, natural processes that might destroy a forest over time. 
It is the attempt by some particular entity to say that thing that currently exists should not still exist. <laughs> and so I will destroy it. Uh, and that's and, and it's very easy to confuse that with evil um, because that is often a part of an evil motivation. But they are trying to separate it as not simply being synonymous with evil. Uh, we may want to destroy things that are themselves evil or bad. Uh, we may want to destroy things that are dangerous. And all of that's destruction, but may not be evil. Then again, there are also things like people who want to destroy other people, typically evil. Um, so it, it's just not exactly the same thing, though they're strong associations. And we'll see this in the uh, locations we discuss where they aren't necessarily evil, but they do seem a lot like it. Uh, and they can certainly be played up that way. This can be played as the kind of hell of the invisible, uh, of the actuality. Um, though, again, they say that's not really what it is, but a lot of that imagery is consistent with traditional images of hell. Um, so they, they, there's a lot of borrowing evil associated imagery for the red sun. And they just emphasize this not to confuse it thematically just with evil. But I've already yeah. believed that point. I, I guess one thing I'm going to have to try and figure out is if the nature of an entity is destruction, like how do you play that as not being evil? Probably a different topic discussion. Yeah, and we, we may get into some of that with some of these examples, um, but maybe not. <laughs> but let's go through. There's four locations discussed in Teratology. And like our previous discussions, we'll just go through these locations. The first is in our, our uh, uh, pronunciation challenge. Drukot's I, maybe. That's yeah, how I think I'll you call it I correctly. <laughs> okay. How would you propose? How would you propose to pronounce the D word in that phrase? Uh, Drokot's I. You're, okay. Yeah, we're missing an O in our notes here. Oop. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, I just misspelled it. Yeah, okay, I think you pronounced I. it correctly the way you had written it. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I had not written it correctly. Oh wait, but there's not an O there. Oh, Dro yeah, it would be like yeah. Drokot. Drawcoat. Okay. Let's go Drawcoat. Oh, this is such a good segment. I, I love it when we, you know, quibble over how we pronounce a made up word. <laughs> yeah. Well, Drawcoat's eye is a, uh, a seeming oasis inside the, uh, underneath the red sun. Oh, how nice. Um, it is. Yeah. A, a large round green hill. So you can imagine this kind of idyllic uh, space surrounded by the teeming burning plains of the red sun but you see this this hill and hey that's that's looks like a nice calm place to stay it is not um it is in fact a false oasis that the one of the characteristics and why this is called drocote's eye is that the the hill is topped by a giant eye but people who stay there learn that it's the eye. The eye is, in some sense, attached to a much larger entity, and that you may be pulled if you stay too long in the on the hill itself. You get pulled into Drocote himself, herself, itself, uh, which is really a giant dungeon below this hill. A dungeon, dungeon de described at one point as I had to look this word up. Glemus. I just looked it up too. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it doesn't. It, it, when you Google that, it doesn't even come up with a suggestion of what that word means. 
But it, there are, if you ha have access to dictionaries that include Middle English, mm. it will come up with the, uh, I think, contextually appropriate definition that Glemus is uh, related to kind of phlegm and um, kind of viscous fluids. Yeah. And so this is, so you have a dungeon that is just dripping with viscous fluids um, and uh, that bars your exit um, and, you know, chains and all the sort of associations aesthetically we would have with the red are really inside Drocote after he swallows you through his eye. Uh, but it, it creates a dungeon inside the red sun, which can be fun to play with. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, and that you know, I, I can see getting several several sessions out of uh, having you know finding this oasis, then being pulled into Drocote, and then a couple of sessions just trying to get out of Drocote and how that would work. Though there's no description here how you would do that, but you know, weavers I think can I would anything. start by grabbing uh, the uh, ruin building deck from Jade Colossus. Oh, that that could be really useful for to kind of randomize Drocote's interior uh, kind of layout. I mean, that's kind of my go-to for any time I need to just like randomly build a dungeon. Yep, that's a that's a great idea. I have to I have to play with that. The second location is uh, the place where Red revels. Uh, this one's not complex. It's a rave. There's a rave in the Red. Demons come to the rave. Other types of entities come to the rave. They party. This is emphasizing that, again, just because you found other entities in the red, that doesn't mean they're going to chop you up into little pieces. I mean, they might still do that at a rave, but it's less likely. It's a big party. So as a Vizlay, could you expect to go to this party and, like, party with demons? I The way it's written up, I think you could. I think it is a, 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 a place for a very famous party. And uh, it's more likely to be used as written as some place that you might be able to know like, oh, well, we need to find this person and this person is likely to go to the Red Revels. Um, or we need to find this information. Well, someone who has that information is likely to be at the Red Revels. And so it's really just a party that you can go to in the Red that, that helps establish that the Red is not just about mindless destruction. Mm -hmm. It's not that everything that's there is trying to kill you all the time. It can also be a giant party where there's probably destruction going on. And they're parting in the context of this churning landscape underneath the red sun. But it itself is not necessarily dangerous. Though you could make it so. Cool. Yeah, that one didn't, didn't have as quite as much. Uh, I could see using that for an encounter or a way to motivate to get people to the red sun. But it didn't have quite the same story potential as the dungeon underneath the false oasis. Uh, no, it's a, it's a different sort of story that you're telling there and it would be a great location to go and meet a demon or if you have a goetic who has summoned a lot of demons they might run into some people down in the red revels and, and it's useful to illustrate to players that the red sun is not just this um uniform hellscape again where everything's trying to kill you um there are places where people go to the red sun because that you know destruction can also be purposeful and positive and it's you know social in some ways as opposed to oh it's just a bunch of demons that are trying to kill us why would we ever go there because that's one of the questions people have had is why would anyone ever go to the red sun unless they were forced to go there or they were chasing someone from there but 
wanting to go there didn't make a lot of sense. Well, this is a reason why they might want to go there. Yeah. And after you flay, you know, flay flesh for, you know, eight hours a day, you got to go somewhere to unwind and have a beer. Right. And what better place than a rave? Um, I can just see the yeah, what what uh, Vizlay glow sticks would look like. Uh, they would look like whatever they want them to. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, <coughs> and then we have you know Vizlay. Uh, someone might have to create a custom focus for what a Vizlay DJ would be like. Oh, uh, yeah, that would be a DJ show I could get into. I think. Yeah, with, with cream pie throwing. Um. Sure. <laughs> isn't, isn't there a famous DJ that throws pies or something? Oh, is there? <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. Um, um, anyway, <laughs> it's it's a reason. It's an excuse to get people to want to go to the red and to see that the red is not just this stereotypical hellish environment. Yeah. Though a raven hell would also kind of be attractive to some players. Raven hell does sound kind of hellish to me. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the next location is a little more uh, typical of what you might expect. Stretchthorpe Lake. It's a lake of lava and ash. Like, yeah, that sounds like what we expected to see under the red sun. Yep. Uh, if you need to unmake a ring, these are the fires of unmaking, and you, you accept no substitute. Oh, so okay. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how I read that it. This is, this is like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's no Mount Doom. This is like Lake Doom. Lake Doom. Uh, so one reason you might want to get players to go to the red is, is it's empowered for destruction. If there's something that needs to be destroyed, this would this would be a really good place to do it. You might be able to say that this particular magic item or, or cursed item or whatever it may be has to be unmade in the fires it was created or just unmade in an in a an environment that is specially designed for destruction. And Stretchthorpe Lake would be a good place to do that. Uh, it is populated by something called coals. Coals are galloping, seven-legged, equine-like beings that hunger for souls. Oh, okay. So that's sort of the danger uh, beside just the environmental danger. That's the the entity-based danger of visiting Stretchthorpe Lake. You can imagine these galloping horses that just sort of launch out of the lake towards people um, if they get too close. Uh, and you have to figure out a way to defend yourself from the coals in order to get close enough to uh, throw the ring in or to throw the cursed puzzle box or whatever it is that you have that you need to unmake in the lake. Uh, that would be that would be a way to do it. And again, this gives you an excuse as to why players would ever want to go to the Red Sun, because it just sounds so dangerous. Well, I, there's reasons destruction can be good. I hate the name of this creature so much. The coals. Yeah, it's the worst pun. It's awful. <laughs> So it's spelled like souls, but with a K. And when you pronounce it, they're the coals that you find in this lava. Oh, I didn't even see that. Scott, I wish I had. I'm so mad. (laughs) (laughs) We'll add it to the the list. (laughs) We will not be talking about them in our next segment. No, this will be the last time we mention those things that shall not be named. Good. We should totally talk about it in the next segment. <laughs> we will, uh, um, but we'll turn to the last of the locations and leave behind Stretchthorpe Lake for another location. I think has tremendous potential. There's not a lot here in the write-up, but uh, one could write up a whole lot for this location, just like you could with uh, uh, Drocote. 
This is the tumulus. The tumulus is a mound of a giant fallen city that is continually broken by the environmental conditions of the red sun and then rebuilt every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is rebuilt by a group called the ones. And there's a picture of one of these ones in the, uh, in teratology, the kind of interesting hunchback creatures um, who oversee an army of ghasts here. Ghasts are insect like artists who every day rebuild the city on top of this mound. Uh, and that, that, that plays with the, the um, theme of destruction very well. Of course, you've got the destruction of the city every day. I think it's interesting that these insect-like creatures are referred to as artists. So as they rebuild the city, I doubt they're rebuilding sort of the brutalist, uh, minimalist architecture. They are rebuilding an, a, a city based on architectural art and so they are they're they're expressing themselves the destruction creates the opportunity for continual expression from these ghasts as they recreate the city maybe it doesn't even look the same every day maybe they rebuild a new city every day based upon different aesthetic principles and one day it is has tall uh spires in other days it's very naturalistic in other days, it has sort of Victorian feel. You, they could rebuild it every day in a, in a different way. And uh, that's that's fun to play with because it also illustrates how destruction can be the precursor to creation in the form of, of architectural art. But there's also a, I don't know, rumor, it's, it's stated as a fact in teratology at least, that there is a, a city under the city that underneath this mound that's continually built and rebuilt, there is a long-standing city that has not been destroyed by the environment of the red sun. This old, old, old city is undoubtedly full of secrets. So I could see sending a party to the Tumulus and having them explore both the upper city a couple of times as it's rebuilt, and then eventually into the inner city of the mound of the tumulus uh, to uncover what secrets might be found in a location that is older than most of the cities described in the rest of uh, Incaridian and the path and all of the other uh, uh, sections of the invisible sun setting. And it's also interesting that there would be a location here that has persisted under the destructive forces of the red for so long. Right. What is it? It could just be that it's it's underneath this continual recreation. And so the recreation buffers the uh, inner city from destruction, or it could be something about that inner city that protects it. Uh, and that would be interesting. Is it, it, Does it have magic that's older than the red sun to protect it from the red sun itself? Um, I like the idea of, you know, this city that gets rebuilt every day. And if it's different from on a daily basis, Perhaps you need to find a location there that only exists, you know, when it gets rebuilt a week from now or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah, that's interesting. It, you, they might even have a like divination might tell you to go to a place that doesn't exist yet mm-hmm. because it has not been built by the ghasts yet. But you know that you have to go there and wait for them to build it. Or maybe you have to influence them in order to have them build this in another iteration of the city. Absolutely. And uh, whether and, and that may lead you to you know, all sorts of location based magic um, of, you know, maybe it, it's an important, it's the only place you can conduct a particular ceremony 
It's the only place you can get a pact signed for a Goetic with a particular demon pact. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of potential here, I think, with the Tumulus. Yeah, cool location. Any general thoughts about the locations under the Red Sun? Um, yeah, there's there there are a few locations, uh, and I have an idea of what's here. Uh, I guess I would like to know more about the the Revels and the Tumulus. I'd probably want to explore those a bit more because those seem a bit more uh dynamic to me um uh droket's eye droket's eye is pretty cool um like yeah here's a here's a dungeon like let's do some dungeon dungeon crawling like that would be fun yeah i didn't find i i think these had more work to do to try to break down the assumptions that the red sun is just this blasted plane of constant warfare and destruction yeah and so it had more work to do just to disrupt that preconception. As a result, the they aren't the the locations aren't quite as vivid or I don't know unexpected that, as I'd seen in some of the other suns. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's some useful tools here, as well as good illustrations of how you can make locations themed on destruction that aren't simply meat grinders to kill players. I mean, one of them is. But, but they aren't all that way. No, that's cool. I like it. This ends our walk. Maybe you discovered something today. Maybe you need to look closer. The music was titled Beyond from Wes Otis and Plate Mail Games. It is available from Drive Through RPG. Invisible Sun is the intellectual property of Monty Cook Games. You can find a link to their website in the show notes. You can find our blog at incantationspodcast.blogspot.com or email us at incantationspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at Agonseer, that's at A-G-O-N-S-E-E-R, on Twitter. And you can find me at tex underscore red on Twitter. So please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes uh, or whichever uh, podcast app you are using. Uh, it really helps us out. Uh, we also like seeing ratings and reviews, whether they're good or bad. Uh, or else just tell a friend about the show. That's another great way to get the word out and ha- help people find us.